Hello and welcome to IOSH Magazine's podcast series. These podcasts will feature exclusive interviews with industry experts, behind-the-scenes discussions with members, and conversations with future leaders of the health and safety profession. In this episode, we're speaking to Liz Sebag-Montefiore, Director at Leadership Development and Executive Coaching Consultancy 1080. Hi, Liz. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, Kelly. Can you tell me a bit more about the work that you do? Yeah, sure. So I'm um, a qualified executive coach and career coach. I work across different sectors. And as a company, we focus on three different areas. We've got leadership development, coaching and mentoring. We've also got career management and also outplacement and career transition. You're very well placed um, for today's podcast then. Um, What do you think it takes to be a good manager or leader? Yeah, so I believe a strong leader needs to create a vision with a mission and purpose. So employees want to follow the leader and work with them to help them achieve it. A good manager or leader also needs to be people-centered. They need to be able to develop their skills and shift their behaviors to support remote working, reaching out to more employees and as individuals and learning new ways of managing teams. I also think we need to build jobs with a people-centric approach, creating personalized jobs tailored for the talent rather than molding the person to fit the role. Um, and, and finally, you know, it takes more than functional experience to be a good leader. It also takes self-awareness, empathy, emotional intelligence, excellent communication skills, and the ability to build a culture where learning, innovation, and positivity thrive. It's never been more important, obviously, with remote working in in today's world, has it? Absolutely, absolutely. And now we're a couple of years. Yeah. So what style of leadership do you think is the most effective? Well, I believe leadership styles are partly a function of the environment, depending on the people you're working with. You know, for example, in a crisis, you might prefer a more autocratic directive leader, recognising that this doesn't work all the time. But in broad general terms, I'd favour both collaborative and coaching leadership styles. You know, the collaborative leader knows they must continuously adapt, evolve and develop to stay relevant. Someone, someone who leads but can also pitch in too. Uh, you know, a leader must engage in regular communication with employees, be open um, and transparent in an honest manner with warmth whilst providing as much information as possible. But leaders also need to use a coaching style to focus on developing their team by mentoring them. You know, typically this requires an understanding of the team's strengths and development areas so they can then provide tailored support to help the team reach their full potential. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, the IOSH membership um, is made up of health and safety professionals and health and safety is very rules driven, um, which often creates a dictatorial approach. Uh, In your mind, how can a coach leadership um, approach change this? So I think a coaching leadership style will do two important things. It'll help employees feel more engaged with their work and help them improve their performance. And this is predicated on a robust understanding of the team's strength and development areas so that the leader can provide tailored support to help help the team reach their full potential. A coaching style aims to enable employee development with a long-term perspective. And the leader supports and challenges team members whilst helping them achieve individual development goals. But it's not about maintaining hierarchy status and rule books, but more about supporting what's best for the team. The leader will provide directions to help team members develop their skills, but within a collaborative environment. 
Sometimes leaders do, as I mentioned before, have to be directive to protect people and certain rules have to be followed. Uh, you know, for example, you must wear a hard hat on a building site. But a coaching style is where you try to get a person to identify a solution, providing they're not going to hurt themselves, you let them get on with it. If they are going to hurt themselves, a leader has to be clear, particularly within health and safety. So there are certain things that are non-negotiables. Um, and as a leader, you do need to enforce those rules. Yeah. So while we're talking about standards, does a coaching approach risk diluting safety standards? I don't believe a coaching style um, does, because if the leader is leading, you know, they're leading, not just coaching. It's, it, they're there, it's there to create self-awareness. Leaders need to be able to hold meaningful, meaningful coaching conversations with employees. Helping employees thrive and grow absolutely does not mean that standards should be compromised in any aspect of their role and performance. And why do you think coach leadership approaches are more powerful? I think it's more powerful as you're enabling people. The job of a leader isn't to do the job themselves. It's to get someone else to do the job even better than you can do it yourself. And that's why it's so powerful. The coaching leadership style concentrates on 360 degree feedback, on communicating and on helping people develop themselves. The coaching leaders want to ensure each team member is better and stronger to ensure a high performing team. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. Um, so what would you say are the positives and negatives to that approach? Yes, yeah, so if we start off with the positives, I believe team members like the coaching aspect because it creates a positive working environment. Coaching helps the team develop and improve, transform weaknesses and play to strengths. It also gives the team a vision to work towards. It sets forward clear goals and expectations and puts a focus on improving personal and professional performance. Uh, and for the negatives, not all leaders are experienced as coaches and the coaching leadership style won't suit every leader. It tends to require quite a lot of one-to-one -one time with team members, which can be difficult in times of crisis and when there are employee shortages. So I believe success relies on buy-in from the team who must be sufficiently motivated towards improved performance. And what would you say are the differences between coaching and mentoring and what works better in your opinion? So this, this is a huge passion of mine, coaching and mentoring. It's sort of key to my role. I think, you know, while mentors and coaches may use the same skills and tools in their approach, the relationship between a mentor and a mentee is different to that developed in a coaching relationship. Um, you know, mentors can be more directive and provide specific advice where appropriate, but a coach generally doesn't offer their own advice or opinion, but helps the individual come to their own solution. Uh, a coaching arrangement tends to be more formalized and maybe set up to address specific objectives. And a coach gives their client space and time to step away from what they deal with in the day to day uh, to look at what their priorities are. But maybe, you know, a coach will assist, challenge, encourage rather than direct, advise or teach. Um, but mentoring is often a longer term arrangement where a more experienced person uses a greater knowledge and understanding of the industry to support the development of a less experienced individual. A mentor helps by asking questions, challenging assumptions, providing guidance. And it's about that transformation of knowledge and wisdom. So this enables the exploration um, of new ideas, issues, opportunities, aspirations, but also in a supportive environment. Uh, and I suppose, you know, what works better? Well, again, hard question, because I believe both coaching and mentoring work brilliantly, but in the right situation. Yeah. So you might have more than one mentor to help you in your career. And you might have a coaching program in place and still touch base with your mentors as and when you need the support. So to me, they're not mutually exclusive. But both coaching and mentoring can help with career development, learning new skills and strengthening existing skills. And developing a relationship with a mentor or coach can also help an individual to gain insight into their own strengths and development areas. 
that's really interesting to sort of clearly define both. But as you say, um, they're not um, exclusive. Um, what do you think are the top skills that a coach leader needs? So I believe they need self-awareness, empathy and honesty whilst being sensitive and, and constructive. They also need to be able to help the coachee or team member to find new perspectives, you know, and other skills that just coming to mind, you know, being able to build good rapport, developing trust, listening is key, bending judgment, asking questions, using intuition and experience, providing support and encouragement, um, and also providing critical but practical constructive feedback. And then my final point is, you know, being interested in people and committed to your team is key because as a coach leader, you're an enabler and you like taking pleasure from other people's successes. Can you explain to us a little bit more about how coaching conversations work? Yeah, so coaching conversations work by guiding individuals to identify and solve their problems for themselves. So for the coach leader, it's about listening and questioning, then reflecting and reframing. So the coachee comes to their own solution. And as, as the coach leader, it's important to remember that the coachee has all the answers and your role is to help them get there. So you, you, you do need to create the time for a coaching conversation and that, and that's key. And you also need to be in the, in the right place because it's a planned process. You don't suddenly dive into a coaching conversation. Therefore, the individual needs to have the time to prepare for what they want to get out of it and also have the time to reflect post conversation. Thank you. Um, what can leaders implement for coaching to be more impactful? Um, leaders can encourage self-awareness and reflection so that coaches learn to review and reframe as they formulate new perspectives and work out their own solutions. But it's a collaborative process as the coachee learns to help themselves and gain confidence in problem solving, decision making. Um, and coming back to creating the time is also key and following up. Using homework, if I use that term light, lightly, to go away from that session, putting into practice what they've agreed to do. I also recommend having feedback loops to reinforce good behaviour. For example, telling your coachee how pleased you are that they've taken on board what you've said. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, can you talk to me about how health and safety professionals can foster a collaborative coaching mindset? Yes, I think this is about lead by doing and leading by example. You know, OSH professionals need to model what they want to see their team develop. You can build trust and transparency by being open and encouraging input, collaboration, constructive criticism and engagement. I'd also recommend giving their team a voice and showing them how they fit into the bigger picture. And, and finally, I'd recommend that people who are going to be the biggest exponents of fostering a collaborative coaching mindset have experience coaching themselves and therefore are practicing what they preach. And you speak a little bit more about this in um, the latest issue of IOSH magazine. And um, there's a coaching and leadership article um, in the issue that's actually just been published. So um, if listeners want to um, find out a little bit more, um, they can they can take a look at that. Thank you so much for speaking to me today, Liz. It was really interesting and really, really good to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next month for another conversation on all things health and safety.